You're listening to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast with Terrence Murphy, where we cover sales, investing, and entrepreneurship with an emphasis on real estate. Each podcast, Terrence and his guests will bring you informative and inspiring information within the real estate industry. All right, welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. Yeah, today, man, I don't have a guest. Uh, I just want to get on here and drop some nuggets and just kind of talk real quick. Sometimes I'll dive into what's happening in the market. And then sometimes I will focus on what's happening in the culture. And I think in the culture, you had this situation where Young Jeezy and Gucci Man, you know, I don't even like saying Gucci Man, but either way, they um, were having a versus, which I love that versus, man. I still think the best one was T-Pain and Lil Jon. It was fun. It was cool. But I think he made a comment about my $10,000 outfit and my $100,000 jewelry or whatever. And Young Jeezy responded and said, hey, but nobody's talking about that anymore. I'm not even from Atlanta and I own half of Atlanta. So he referenced real estate and Gucci Mane was talking about an outfit and some jewelry. I kind of want to talk about financial literacy and talk about assets versus liabilities. Obviously, we know a $10,000 outfit that you put on is not going to be worth much after you wear it for a night. And so as I think through that, I just say, what about the culture is rewarding this? Or what about the culture is rewarding that? And I think for me, you know, as an athlete, I grew up in a tough neighborhood in East Texas. And I remember there was a time where it was about what you were driving or what you were wearing. And we all go through that life, that season. And look, if that's what you choose, there's no judgment. Like one thing you're not going to get from me, Terrence Murphy, is judgment. Man, you do you. We only live once on here, you know, on this earth. And then we go to heaven or whatever. So I'm saying all that to say like, I'm not judging Gucci, man. I just think that it was really cool to see that Young Jeezy was talking about, man, you could talk about that all day, but I can talk about investing and owning half of Atlanta. So I just thought that was an amazing thought process. And I was talking to one of my old teammates. We bought another ranch. We had just went to the ranch and he was asking me, he was like, man, like, you know, why did you do this? And I told him, I said, you know, I refiled a couple of properties and, you know, my dream one day I'm I'm big on cars. I've really obviously toned that down. I got a wife and kids and businesses, but I would love to have went and bought a Lamborghini Aventador, but I went and bought an 80 acre ranch with that money. And so it goes back to assets over liabilities. Now we know you can get the person that can pick this apart and say, well, some cars do appreciate. Yes, they do. But that's when you get into the $2 million cars, the LaFerraris and the list goes on, right? The Bugattis, whatever. But most cars on average, the day-to-day driver, Honda, Chevy, Ford depreciates as soon as you pull it off the lot. So I wanted to talk about that because, you know, assets and liabilities, Robert Kiyosaki talks about in his book, Why the Rich Get Richer, which is his kind of newest version of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He talks about it's not an asset unless it's paying you. And man, that really was like something that like really changed it for me. He's like, unless it's paying you, it's not an asset. There's always a debate about is my personal home an asset? And like he says, is it paying you? Is my car an asset? Is it paying you? That means, is it paying you? Is it creating cash flow? If it's not, then in his mind, it's a liability. And so I kind of added a next progression to it. Not only is an asset paying you, paying you cash flow, but is it appreciating? Because you can have an asset paying you, but it's depreciating faster than you can keep up with what it's paying you. So I always like to say, is it paying you? So is it creating cash flow or passive income? Is it appreciating? And the next question is, is it something that is building equity? 
So those are the things I like to talk about. Because if it's not, if it's if it's if it's not creating cash flow and and it's costing you money, that means if you're paying into it every month, then it can't be an asset. So you need to readjust your balance sheet. And a lot of people are like, well, why do I care about my balance sheet? Man, this is something I wanted to talk about for a while. Growing up, it was all about credit. Oh, you got to have great credit. You got to have great credit. And it's like, credit is awesome. You do need credit. Like you really do. But if you think about it, that's not the game you really need to be focused on. Credit is great. You need credit. Like you got to get credit to get going. But the thing that I really learned about this game, the investment game, the tracking, the net worth game, the balance sheet game is how many times have you heard someone talk about Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, whoever? How many times have you heard somebody talk about their credit? They talk about what? What are they worth? Their net worth. That means what are their assets minus liabilities? What does that create a net worth, right? So when you start really understanding how to track your net worth, that's the next level of progression and not just credit. Now you need credit, but there's going to come a time where banks don't even look at your credit at some point. They look at the asset that you're investing in. Does the asset perform well when it's in a stressed Because you hear banks say, well, let me put it through a stress test. A lot of people don't even never even heard what a stress test is because they're so focused on the asset, the small apartment complex, the package duplexes, the commercial strip center, whatever you're looking at. They're so focused on does it perform and can it make it through the stress test? They're not asking you about credit because it's an income producing real estate asset. So it's like that's the frustration and the part that I have. What growing up, it's like, why didn't I get taught this in school? Why didn't I have somebody tell me about financial literacy, really understanding these things versus blowing my money on depreciating assets and liabilities? And so the next thing you hear is not just a credit game. So what I want to encourage everybody to do is look up Google, what is a financial statement and go on Google Sheets or and create a Google Sheet and create your own financial statement. That means what are my assets? Okay. How many rental properties do I have? How much cash do I have? What's in my 401k? What's my cash surrender on my insurance policy? Whatever it is in your assets and then liabilities. What do I owe on my house? What do I owe on my car? And then you get assets minus liabilities equals net worth. Once you know what your net worth is, then on a year to year basis, on a quarterly basis, some of the most successful investors track their net worth on a weekly basis. When I read that, I was like, wow, I need to be keeping up with that on a week to week. Yes, because then I can see whatever activities that I'm doing. Is it affecting my net worth in a positive manner? And that's what I'm saying. When you get into that space, credit is great. But man, when you get into that space where you're tracking your net worth and then you really understand how am I trying to affect that net worth in a positive way? Then you can see, okay, what things are contributing to that? Because there are certain things that I was doing that was hurting my net worth. Then there was things that I was doing that was affecting it in a positive manner. Well, then do that more. Because at the end of the day, the bank's not going to ask you about your credit. Now, they're going to pull your credit because anybody's going to pull your credit. But when you go to get a deal done, they're going to want to see your balance sheet, your, your personal financial statement, which has your assets, your liabilities, net worth, and they call it a cash flow statement. That's when you're really trying to become the business person, the real estate entrepreneur that I'm trying to encourage everybody to be on this podcast. That's that next level of thought. Get past the credit. Get past the, I got on a $10,000 outfit. Like it's 2020, man. Like 
no judgment, but it's like you need to be talking about the mindset that young Jeezy had when he responded, which I thought he responded very maturely. And, you know, it's like, look, it's 15, 20 years now. We're still talking about that kind of stuff. So we're moving forward. The other thing that really hit me was the next thing I was taught. There's a misnomer. It's a myth. So I'm going over kind of misnomers and myths is you need to save, 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 save for a rainy day. Robert Kiyosaki said in that book, too, savers are losers. I was like, wow, that's strong. Savers are losers? They are. Because if I'm saving, which is what I always thought, man, put the money in the bank, put it under a mattress, whatever, that cash, America's printing dollar bills like it's going out of style. We're just printing money. So which affects our inflation rate, right? If the country's just printing money and I take my money and go put it in a CD, a money market account, whatever. And let's say on that CD, I'm getting 1%. I put 50 grand in there, hundred grand, whatever. If I'm only making 1% on the CD, then I'm paying the bank to hold my money because inflation rates are two to 3%, depending on year to year on average. That means I'm, my money is worth less than what it was when I put it into that CD. So when I like really understood savers are losers and I, I was like, okay, I got to take the mentality that I have a career, which is selling real estate, building modern houses, whatever it is, but my money needs to have a career. Because if not, then my money's just sitting in the bank in a CD or a money market account and I'm losing. That means it's worth less when I put it in because inflation is eating away at my dollars. So that's why I got to go out and I got to hedge. And the same thing is what really got me is banks. Why do you think banks are asking for deposits? They want your cash to put it in a CD or a money market account and then they're going to take it and go invest it 10 times over and over because a, a cash deposit on a bank balance sheet is a liability. That means they have to go put that capital to work and then they'll go 10 exit. So they'll take that 50 grand, 100 grand and, and give it to someone like me investing in real estate or investing in businesses. They take it and go give a, a, a real estate loan with your cash. So you're making 1% or in a money market, 2% at best right now, at best. And then they turn around and 10 exit to an investor who's going to turn around and go buy income producing assets with it. It's those kind of thoughts that really hit me because I'm like, dang, that's a game changer for me. And I really wanted to hit on that because the culture right now, obviously, with 2020 is so much going on, but it's all about the culture. And like, we got to start coming to each other and giving each other the game. Like the game is not putting your money under a mattress. The game is not putting it in a CD. The game is not putting it in a savings account. The game is not buying a $10,000 outfit. The game is saying, how do I take the harder money that I earned and I put it to work? And on the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast, that's what we're going to be talking about. I'm bringing in people that are going to be giving you real life stories on how they built their real estate empires. And like I said, everybody gets so overwhelmed when they hear a story like a Doug Peterson that I've had on is a great friend of mine where he's got 800 properties. But like he said on the podcast, he started with one house. Me, I started with one $78,000 duplex, two actually. But still, it's like you just got to get in the game and you got to start. And you got to shift your thinking because it's not the social norm to think the way that we're thinking. It's the reason why Robert Kiyosaki on the book said, why the rich get richer? Because they think differently and they're willing to blaze a trail that nobody's willing to go down and say, no, I'm not going to just work a job and put my money in a 401k. 401ks are great, but that's not the only place that I'm going to put my money, hoping and willing and guessing that one day when I'm ready to retire, that I can take care of myself. Like my biggest thing is I want to create real estate entrepreneurs with anybody. 
age, gender, race. I don't care about any of that. Like my goal is to motivate you, inspire you and to push you to go on your own financial journey, whatever that may be. You may not even invest in real estate. It may be in the stock market. It may be in commodities. It may be in oil and gas, commodities like gold and silver, whatever it is, you need to be putting your money to work and not just sitting it in a bank account, hoping and praying that you're going to get more than 1%. Because I guarantee you the banks are getting more than 1% on your money. They're going to lend it out 10x, which more power to them. But that's just something I wanted to talk about. And we're going to dive into those things as we get further along in the podcast. And from time to time, I'm going to pop up on here real quick, get some thoughts off my brain. But I want to leave you with a couple of things. You have a career, whatever that is, whether you're a teacher, a fireman, an entrepreneur, a coach, whatever. That's your career. Great. Now, what is your money's career going to be? Like, what are you going to invest your money in? I'm always blown away by some really successful people. Like dudes I knew in the locker room, some of those guys were making crazy money. I never got to that. People just hear NFL and they think I made all this money. I didn't. I did okay. It was a start on life. But remember, I got injured my rookie year, five, six games into my career. I got paralyzed. I didn't make second, third, fourth contract type money. So as much as people think I'm this NFL guy, I played 22 years for free. I made money one year of my life playing football. So my story really resonates more with how did I hustle at 23 years old? I had a start on life. I had a nest egg. But how did I hustle from that point going forward? Because I didn't make the multi, multi million dollar contracts. So I'm saying that to say we can all figure out this financial literacy roadmap and whatever your journey is. I just want to encourage you. Here's one of the things I've heard a lot of people say. The average millionaire has seven income streams. I don't even like the word millionaire because what is that? What is a millionaire? You made a million dollars or you have a million dollars in net worth or you have a million dollars in assets. You can circle that around a million different ways. But what I would encourage you to focus on is forget the word average millionaire, the average citizen, the average human, the average American citizen has multiple income streams. Think about it like that. So how can you create five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten multiple income streams? So if you lose your job or if you get hurt over here or if this property isn't rented, you're not just depending on one income stream. I saw my mom as a single mom with four kids. We went through that stress and I know what it feels like growing up in the country and not having those multiple income streams. So when things would go awry, we, psh, we were trying to figure out how we were going to eat. Now, my mom is amazing. She taught me a lot about you can achieve anything, work ethic, school, focus on your grades, never let somebody tell you what you can't do. She instilled all those amazing things in me. And I truly would not be who I am today and still growing without my mom. But I know and I wish that I could have taught her these things because my mom, actually, she worked for Central Freight Lines for a long time. And she was great at numbers. But I still remember seeing her so many times get all dressed up and we'd be like, oh, mom, why are you dressed up today? I got this interview today. This may be my opportunity to finally get promoted. And then we come home. We're ready. She come in with her head down. They hire somebody else. I can't tell you how many times I saw that. That shit pisses me off, to be truthfully honest. But I wish that I could have taught her what I'm trying to show y'all, because this is how you get financial freedom creating multiple income streams. And, and, and this is why I'm so passionate about it, because I see that I've figured out something that can help other people make an impact in their generations, their kids, their, their kids' kids, and help their lifestyle while they're here and healthy. And so that's what my passion is, financial literacy. Obviously, on the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast, we're going to be talking about sales. 
investing, entrepreneurship, and all the things in between. But I just want to close with start your journey today. Don't let anybody tell you what you can or can't accomplish in this game because the cool thing I love about financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and it's a quote that I'm going to read on one of the podcasts. I don't have it in front of me, but it doesn't matter your race, your gender, your whatever. It doesn't matter where you started. It doesn't matter who your parents are. Now, great if you have great parents who started you off well. That's awesome. But you can start somewhere. And I just want to encourage you to start somewhere. Start reading, start listening to podcasts, start YouTubing, and give yourself financial freedom to where you can retire early. Or if you don't get that promotion like my mom didn't get, you have other options for you. That's my heart for y'all, man. I appreciate y'all listening in. Obviously, TerrenceMurphy.com. Go check out the website. We have information on my companies, courses that'll be coming down the pipe. Soon I'll get back to doing my speaking engagements and then I'll start a coaching business that's coming soon. So all that's coming soon, man. And my goal is just to help people go on this journey of financial literacy, entrepreneurship, investing, and really help you transition into the real estate entrepreneur that I know you can become. God bless. Take care. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. Please subscribe on whichever platform you are listening and consider leaving a five-star review as that will help us gain traction and continue to bring you knowledge in the real estate industry. For more content, head over to TerrenceMurphy.com. 